Well, hey everybody, welcome to the Catholic Teacher Almost Daily Podcast. You know my name, it's Jonathan Doyle. Great to be with you once again, and as I always do, can I start by thanking you for the remarkable work you are doing every single day. I don't know if you feel that way every day, I don't know if you believe what I'm saying is true, but uh, there's a reason that I started a website called OneCatholicTeacher.com, because one Catholic teacher can make the most profound difference. God's economy, the way that God views the reality that he has created is extremely different to how we view reality. Our culture is based on bigger is better, more is better than less, uh, louder is better than quieter, you know, all these sorts of ways that we value reality, whereas the way God sees things is so different. He tells us that his ways are as high above uh, ours as the heavens are above the earth. What does it mean? It means that the smallest conversation that you have with a student, the smallest extra moment of help and assistance, compassion, presence, is just as precious in God's eyes as anything a president or a prime minister or any significant public figure does. So hold on to that. The small things matters. It all matters. So thank you for what you're doing. Please make sure you've subscribed. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, I'd love if you could jump on your podcast app, leave a review, leave a rating, and most importantly, if you could share this with other Catholic teachers, that would be a huge blessing. Could you do that for me? Maybe email it to a few uh, other teachers today, put it on your social media feeds, that would be a great blessing, because today we're going to talk about something really special, and uh, what else? Go check out the show notes. Uh, In the show notes, you can get a free 10-week access pass to the Catholic Teacher Formation Program that we built here. It's called Going Deeper, 10 weeks for free. Just go hit that link, and uh, you can find out how to book me to speak. The last few days, there's been lots of wonderful invitations coming back in. Uh, Really looking forward to getting back to the United States. Uh, So many wonderful invitations coming out of there. I love that country, and uh, can't wait to get back there. So please, friends, go check out the show notes today. We are going to talk about yesterday's saint in the uh, in the uh, Roman uh, panoply, the great uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The great uh, cosmic um, dis- array of saints, the great host of saints that make up the Roman Church. Uh, because I get up very early each day, pray the Divine Office, I get. Uh, I use the Universalis app, and I get to see who the saints of the day are. And yesterday, well, I'll give you some context first. Um, It's basically one of Karen's all-time favorite saints. And we were at dinner last night with uh, our kids, and we had a beautiful priest friend come over for dinner. And I said to her, um, I said, Karen, do you know what feast day is today? She was so excited. She put her hand up. She's like, she's in school. She's like, yes, yes, I do. It's it's, uh, Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, better known as, as Edith Stein. I don't know if you've heard of those names. Maybe you have. Many of you will. Many, Some of you won't. Edith Stein, um, who uh, took the religious name uh, Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, is one of the giants. She is so important in so many ways. Look, if you're not familiar with her story, she was... What are some of the highlights? A phenomenal intellect, as my as my son says. She was a big brain, um, an incredible academic. Just you know, this is what God does, right? He raises up incredible men and women in the church. Some with beautiful pastoral gifts, some with academic gifts, some with healing gifts. He just keeps sending saints into the life of the church with all these different skills and abilities. And um, you know, look, take this for what you what you will, but you know, there's so much cultural. 
stigma sometimes around the Catholic Church being anti-women, um, being married to a woman myself who has a deep, deep academic formation in particularly John Paul II's feminine genius work. You, you know, it's just crazy. We just have so many remarkable women saints, doctors of the church, Teresa of Avila, Teresa of Lisieux. We have, you know, Mother Teresa. We just have, going back centuries, going back to the dawn of the church, we have so many incredible men and women. Who were the first witnesses to the resurrection, friends? They were not men. You know, if, if this was a great big conspiracy theory, you know, in first century Palestine, and you know, I used to say on stage and I was teaching on this that, you know, in first century Palestine, women had the same sort of uh, legal status, uh, you know, a very limited legal status. Right. And the testimony of women was not allowed, was not permitted in legal matters. And isn't it interesting that who gives the first testimony to the resurrection? Women. Right. Like, can you see how backwards that would have been? Like the people reading that in the early centuries would be like, hang on. Why aren't dignified, you know, men from the local Jewish community the witnesses? Because then everybody would trust them. It's like God went, uh-uh, I am going to give the, I'm going to make the witnesses women because they are the ones that I want to be the first witnesses to my resurrection. Friends, this is a church that, uh, you know, has some of the most incredible women in history as its saints and its martyrs and its, and its great figures of wisdom and insight and compassion and healing and growth. So today we're talking about Edith, Edith Stein. Edith Stein was martyred uh, in Dachau in the Nazi concentration camp in uh, the Second World War. She, she literally had a chance to escape before she was arrested, but she famously said to her sister, we must go to be with our people. She had a Jewish background. She stopped practicing her Jewish faith at the age of 14. And uh, as we were talking about at dinner last night, she sat down one night and, uh, and just read the biography of Teresa of Avila in one sitting, <laughs> try doing that. And then she famously said, this is the truth. And it changed her life, and she became this phenomenal academic. So all I want to do today is give you a couple of beautiful quotes from her to send you on your way as Catholic teachers. The first one, we're going to start backwards. We're going to start with the one you can use at the end of the day. And she says this, And when night comes, and you look back over the day, and see how fragmentary everything has been, and how much you planned that has gone undone, and all the reasons you have to be embarrassed and ashamed, just take everything exactly as it is, Put it in God's hands and leave it with him. I really like this because, my friend, do you ever have days as a teacher when you have great intentions? <laughs> you know, you, you really want to get out there and, and you want to teach the best lesson and you want to deal with that particular difficult student or colleague and you have all these plans. And we look back at the end of the day and realize how imperfect our days might have been and how many... How many uh, shots we missed, if you will. And she's telling us that uh, we take everything exactly as it is, put it in God's hands and leave it with him. It's a beautiful resignation to the nature of reality and our limitations as teachers and humans. But it's also a beautiful way of entrusting the difficulties of our lives to God at the end of the day. I've got a great spiritual director and, and he you know, has been constantly reminding me to undertake the daily examine of conscience. I've got a really cool app. It's literally called The Examine. And uh, I've got that on my phone. And just that daily unpacking of the day and surrendering it to God. I think this is a beautiful discipline 
for Catholic teachers. Um, I am convinced that the vocation of Catholic teaching is incredibly challenging at the moment. It is there's so much coming at us. There's so much happening. It's physically draining. It's emotionally, spiritually challenging. So these routines and rituals, these routines and rituals are really important for us to not only go the distance and not wipe ourselves out, but to actually allow the Holy Spirit to work with us and and elevate our gifts for the service of young people and their families. Now, the second quote, I've kind of put these back to front. The first quote was for the end of the day. This is for the start of the day. She says this, let go of your plans. The first hour of your morning belongs to God. Tackle the day's work that he charges you with, and he will give you the power to accomplish it. I love this. Let go of your plans. The first hour of the morning belongs to God. For as long as I've been on stage around the world, running seminars for Catholic teachers, I have been saying, I've been trying to explain these disciplines of life. I think sadly that many teachers make this sort of equation in their head where they're like, Jonathan, I'm already incredibly busy. I'm already incredibly busy. You want me to, you know, get up each day and and be praying and how do I fit that in? And so what I'll say is this, I've got three young kids, my life is a complete blur, and also for me, um, I do a huge amount of exercise, like you know, ultra marathons and all that stuff, so I'm training every single day. So my days begin at 4am, and at 4am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my downstairs office, I've got a coffee machine on a timer, so it's, it's on the second I come down. Um, and I pray the divine office and then I pray the rosary and a few other things. Um, for me, that morning hour is kind of intercessory. It's I'm praying for people. I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying for my kids. I'm praying for circumstances, other people. And I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, a lot of the time I'm pretty tired, right? Like a lot of the time, sometimes I don't sleep well. Sometimes, you know, yeah, look, I have the occasional, I miss the occasional day for whatever reason, but the vast bulk of the time, that first hour of my day, wherever I am in the world, belongs to God. I didn't say to Karen that I don't want to look back on a day if something's happened and feel that, you know, I, I wasn't covering the day in prayer. Now, I know that I don't want you to think that's magical thinking, like I think I control reality by praying necessarily, but I just want to have on my conscience the truth that I really asked for the presence and the blessing of God for my needs, the needs of the world, the needs of the church, the needs of teachers, the needs of all sorts of different intercessory needs that I have. So let's go back to her quote, let go of your plans. My plans for the morning, you know, the first hour of your morning belongs to God. He gets that time. You know, often when we talk about prayer, we say, you know, imagine somebody that you say is the most important person in your life, that, but you spend no time with them. You know, I think if we asked all of us, if we if we said, hey, do you think God is the most important reality in your life? Most, you know, Catholic teachers would say, oh, yeah, 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 God, of course God is. Yes, yes, we would say that. But do we live that way? Now, I don't want this to be a burden or condemnation or judgment. It's not that. It's just aligning our lives congruently with the truth of our confession. So if we confess that God's central to us, and I don't think that you can do the work of Catholic education without a deep, ongoing, deepening relationship with Christ. I I just don't see how you do it because it's the jobs beyond us. It's just too much. The needs, the demands, the pressures are too much for us to think that we can just, you know, do it in our own human strength. Because if we think that, we're just living humanism. We're not even living Christian humanism. We're living a, a secular humanism, which is just, you know, my my outcomes 
as a teacher will be a result of the individual resources that I possess, intellectual resources, physical resources, you know, and, and that's all we have. Whereas Catholic teachers, as I, you know, what's my mantra of all these years, you cannot do a supernatural task with purely natural resources because I deeply believe that Catholic education is a supernatural task. It's not just a a, um, a temporal, secular task. It's something very different. So friends, summary, Edith Stein, Teresa Benedict of the Cross, the, a great martyr, a great woman of the church, has taught us today that we need to place our failings and our unfulfilled goals and ambitions our embarrassments in the hands of God each night and that we need to begin our day by offering it to God and inviting him into it. So I hope you can begin to prayerfully reflect on those two bookends to your day. You know, if you're weary on the journey, then let's get some of these bookends in place. You know, the enemy, the devil wants you to stop praying. He does not want you to trust God. He does not want you to make God the ground of your being. He does not He does not want you to allow the Holy Spirit to be the energy that guides your vocation. So let's push back against that. Let's use these, these disciplines, these practices that are going to place God at the center of our day and our lives. All right, everybody. God bless you. I hope you've subscribed. Go check out the show notes here on the podcast app. Um, there should be a link across to the YouTube channel too. And uh, if you'd like to book me to speak, there's a link there you can hit that will bring you across to uh, it'll bring you across to where you can book me to speak. So uh, go and check that out too. All right, everybody. God bless you. Thanks for what you're doing every day. May the Holy Spirit, the Blessed Mother, all the saints and angels be with you on your journey of Catholic education. Thanks for what you're doing. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Almost Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you very soon.